What's up, guys? Casey and George with Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel. Hopefully having no uh, electronic errors this week. Uh, we got uh, Race Car Revolutions already chiming in on the YouTube side. What's up, man? How you doing? Glad you could be with us. Um, we were supposed to have Rodney Fincham tonight. He had some things come up, but we're moving him to next week. So don't worry if you're worried about wanting to see Hot Rod Fast and Fincham. We all are. We're going to see him next week. Not a big deal. I talked to him on the phone. He just had some things come up, uh, and he was worried about his internet connection at his house not being quite as good. He does all of his videos and stuff at the shop where he's got a little bit better connection. So don't worry. You got seven more days. Old Hot Rod will be with us. And uh, we know everybody's looking forward to that. But uh, George, man, this weekend, I didn't get to do any racing. And uh, I just spent the whole weekend fixing trailer tires. I just got tire irons. I've been having some Jake Hodge issues. I don't know if he I don't know if he's put some bad voodoo on me or what, but I've been blowing trailer tires like crazy this year. So I just figured I'd get me some tire irons, change them myself. I got a whole extra spare wheel and everything so i can have two of them now mm -hmm. um so i can i can go through plenty of trials and tribulations but uh you called me on uh, late saturday night and i didn't answer and then you called me on sunday you said hey man i'm, I'm racing now and i <laughs> thought you weren't going anywhere so what's up with that yeah, long story short guys hey welcome in guys and uh before i get off into that story as always thank you guys for being the biggest part of the going bracket racing youtube channel we can't thank you guys enough for what you do, for spending time with us out of your busy days, coming in to to shoot the breeze with us, for lack of better terms there. I could have said a few other things, but I'll just uh, leave them rated PG instead of putting them to rated R there. So, But but uh, definitely, uh, if you haven't done so already, you guys can do us a great favor and head over to the uh, YouTube channel. There is a link inside of the Gorn Bracket Racing Facebook page. It's a YouTube uh, little link there. You can click that and head over and subscribe to us. You can do us a big service. So. Uh, definitely appreciate you guys doing that. But uh, so long story short, I'm, uh, I'm I was planning on trying to hit a race at uh, Texas Motorplex this weekend with Kevinoid, uh, Kevinoid Little out of Team 14 Motorsports. I'm pretty sure he's going to be there. But I was planning on hitting the race and couldn't find a babysitter, so I don't think I'm going to be able to hit that race. And so I learned that Saturday as my mom pulled into town and and got and got to thinking to myself, there is no way that there's not a race going on this weekend. There's always a race Memorial Day weekend, always. You'll find one, always. there's something going on. Generally, there's gonna be a, a wealth of 5Ks going on somewhere. And so me in my thought process, I said, I wonder what Kenny Prost is doing now. Kenny, he comes to the Going Bracket Racing YouTube quite a bit, Casey, I know you've seen that name. He's got a real nice mm -hmm. car, he's pretty quick there. I got to meet him too, that was pretty fun. But So I sent him a message on Facebook and I said, uh, Hey man, where is everybody for lack of better terms? And, and, uh, instantly he said, Ardmore. I said, okay. And then the next message was <laughs> How do from I get him. There? <laughs> well, that was easy. The next message from him was a flyer and it was the windmill nationals. I believe was what they called it. And, um, it was a two day race. And I said, okay, well, I'll see you tomorrow basically. And I had to make sure they sold fuel, of course, because I didn't have not a drop of fuel. Actually, I had enough just to fill the car up and warm it up. <clears throat> And he's like, no, they sell fuel. They've got everything you need here. And I'm like, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. So uh, long story short, I'm lighting my smoker because I have a buddy of mine coming over for the weekend. It's a holiday weekend. Everybody does at least on top of barbecuing. And if you don't, mm -hmm. well, maybe you ought to start barbecuing on that day because it seems to always set the party off with a barbecue and a cooler full of uh, sodas, so Sprites and Cherry <laughs> Cokes and all that other good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so lit the fire, figured out mom would be here through Monday, and up I got about 6 o'clock in the morning, I got up and loaded up my car right as the smoker was going, and off I went to Ardmore, so, um, and uh, I can't say enough about that little old track, we're actually going to uh, uh, talk about that a little bit, Casey, a lot of good things came out of that, I met a, a few good friends, I kind of got approached uh, and called a celebrity there right off the bat, and <laughs> that was pretty cool, but, uh, you know, they, they know going bracket racing at Ardmore as well, so. Um, long story short, ended up going out in the fifth round and having a pretty decent day. I couldn't find the tree that well, so old Hot Rod saved me a couple of times. And, there were a couple of times you found it, though. Yeah, I did. And there towards the end of the day there, I started to get, you know, as talking to my right-hand man, Case Beckmar, in text message, and my, and my father, I'm, I'm, I know I'm missing it. I mean, I know when I'm good, and I know when I'm bad, and I know when I've missed it. 
And my miss was happening over and over again. And I'm like, okay, I just, for some reason, I'm just going to miss today. So I pulled out maybe 15, uh, 16 total, and um, end up kind of finding it a little bit fourth round. I was 008, uh, third round. And uh, then I was, or excuse me, I was 16, third round, and I was 008, fourth round. And, uh, and uh, so come back on that fifth round and tickled it seventh out red. Um, which would have equated to my miss. So George was missing the tree is all it is to it. Uh, it's and crazy how that can happen, man, where you can, you can sit there. I've had it happen. You just had it happen. It is possible guys to, uh, to miss it consistently a couple times in a row. It's, it's really weird, but you just got to know where you're at and trust yourself and trust that, trust that you know what's happening, you know, like just talk it through in your own head. Um, I got two comments over here. We got Monday morning racer saying probably about the tire scenario to race. You do more than race. He's got that right. And we need to have him on the channel again sometime pretty soon, George, because we got a couple of uh, NHRA type things to talk about. And MMR would be the perfect guy to have on for that. We got Ed Torrance in here. Kevin Grider, Gritter, something like that. Kevin's in here. Uh, it says, hey, fellas, tuning in from work. So <laughs> hopefully we give you a little bit of entertainment there at work, Kevin. But uh, George, go go ahead there. Go ahead. I know you got uh, a little bit more you want to elaborate on as far as Ardmore goes. You said you had a couple things that you really liked about that track, and it wasn't even about the actual, I guess, going down the track per se. Uh, it was actually in the lanes. So yeah. why don't you why don't you tell everybody about how they pull the lanes? Yeah, and, and, and that was one thing, and, and I won't say it took very long to get used to, but it was unorthodox, for lack of better terms, but in a good way. Um, a lot of people don't like change. I happen to be one of them sometimes. Uh, change is not always the best, and then you got to get used to that change. Anyway, pull into the lanes at Ardmore, and they, they pull... They played Kenny, I see you out there. And they, hey, Champ's in there too on the Facebook side, uh, uh, chiming in. What's up, Champ? And, uh, but yeah, no, man, uh, Kenny told me right off the bat, he said, man, you're going to like this track. And I said, uh, I'll take your word for it. Because, you know, Kenny, he's told me a few times about Ardmore, and I actually got a chance to witness it. Long story short, though, you pull into the lanes and you don't, you can line up in the right lane, you can line up in the left lane, and none of that matters, okay? Because they're going to draw a card and draw a lane. And whatever, whatever you get drawn, you go left, you go right. Number one, that's a little bit unorthodox. Uh, you, you go to some tracks and you pull up in the right lane, well, you're going to have the right lane that run unless you get into uh, two cars lined up behind each other or they're going to figure out number one will flip a coin for a lane and, or say faster car has lane choice. Uh, not the case at Ardmore. I like it. It, it, it throws a wrinkle in, in the race, for lack of better terms. Um, the random pull on lane and opponent. So you could be racing the person that's right in front of you in the lanes instead of the person that's right beside you. You know, a lot of people, they'll go in the lanes and they'll go, one, two, three, four, five, six, mm -hmm. okay, I got that car. That ain't happening at Ardmore, uh, and I love it. I love it, as a matter of fact. And if I have to say so, and, and we're going to do this on Going Bracket Racing too, and so eventually you might hear us say, who at a racetrack would you think is the MVP from the staff, okay? Um, I didn't get to meet this old, this guy here, but the guy running the staging lanes at Ardmore, if you watch this show, my hat's off to you. I take my hat off right now, but I'm having a bad hair day, so I am not taking my hat off, all right? <laughs> but that guy was awesome, all right? And I'm, I think I'm going to take my GoPro and, and maybe give you guys an understanding of how he's doing it and, and the enthusiasm and I felt more so connected to, okay, this guy in the lanes, he, he'll tell you, right hand, left hand, he's like, you got him, or you got this guy way over here on the other side of the stage lanes, and pull you guys out evenly. So, I, I really enjoyed different, the, the, the difference in, instead of going to the lanes and saying, I got the right lane, you better have some data. Uh, and Ardmore is definitely the place where you better have a logbook. Too. So you can say, all right, my car usually runs this in the left lane, and I'm usually this this on the tree in the left lane. It's definitely something that you want to have in your back pocket. So I met a guy there. He, he carried my fuel to his back, and I can't call his name because I'm so bad with names, but we became Facebook friends. He's got a couple of going bracket racing stickers on his car as well. So uh, if you're in the area, Texas area, wherever you are, Oklahoma, Ardmore is definitely somewhere that uh, I'm going to feature that a little bit more on this channel. 
uh, family-oriented track. Uh, you can tell it's family-owned, operated, and I felt like part of the family as soon as I got here. So uh, nothing but good things to say about Ardmore. And you could definitely say that uh, I could definitely see how pulling lanes like that would speed up your program, too, because there's no more lagging back because you're like, oh, man, there's a whole bunch of dragsters up there, and I want the left lane, and they're all stacked in the right lane. I know I'll get one of them. Or, or you know, uh, there's there's no reason to lay back at all. You might as well get up there because there's there's no sense in being like, well, I want lanes one and two to fill up so that way is I don't have to run for a while and I'll get over in three and four because they typically will run out one and two and then run out three and four and keep going that way. Well, now it makes no difference because if you're in four, you might be running one, not a big deal. The yep. only thing that I don't like about that is I don't see the sense in uh, – necessarily saying those of you that want the left lane, those of you that want the right lane, you know, you go like that because it's just as easy, I feel like, but to us, I don't know. It, I mean, I guess if you're going to do it that way, just do it. You know, it forces, like I said, then everybody goes. Yeah. And, and we got a comment on your end of it there. Actually, Kevin, Kevin is the guy, but his name's Kevin Grider. And uh, that's who I met. Oh, at the that's track. him. All yeah, right. and he's, he, he sells some pretty good fuel too. I hear. So if you guys are listening here, he's got he's got fuel, and um, it's got, I think it's coming out of Wichita Falls somewhere. But but uh, definitely, um, he, he's the one that kind of kind of gave me the first uh, introduction to Ardmore. I'm standing inside there filling up my fuel drums, and next thing you know, Kevin walks up behind me. Oh, we got a celebrity in the house. I'm looking. I'm trying to figure out who the, who the heck is the celebrity this guy is talking about. And yeah, I said, oh. You must watch going bracket racing. He said, yeah, I'll watch. And I'm like, that's <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> he says, uh, he says right here, he says, the guy running the lanes pulls cards, shows you, calls up the dials. He's one of the best. It's a fact. So, he walks, he tells you the lanes, and the next thing you know, he's mosey. Boom, boom, boom. The dialing is this. Then he'll go to the other lane. Up, oh, the dialing is that. And tell, literally, the MVP so far of the whole year <laughs> he must have a good memory that's for sure oh man i mean to tell you the mvp of the whole year right now <laughs> is the guy running the lanes and i'm going to learn your name i'm shaking hand too man because that's the type of enthusiasm i like to see at a racetrack uh somebody who's not just there because they got to be but somebody is there because they love to be that's what i'm talking about and that's why we all go drag racing so um definitely will be uh I, I don't know, guys. It's going to be a toss in the hat. I thought it was going to be I-30 Caddo Mills that was going to be my home track. Ardmore just kind of uh, changed everything up. It's an hour away hey, from my said, house. You said there was a big car count there, too. Yeah, shoot. And, it and wasn't nothing to shake a stick at. No, Kevin told me 30% of the guys probably cleared out because I came on a, I came on a Sunday. Um, a lot of guys go to church, which, hey, man, to that. You know, get to church and and uh, have your service and make sure you fellowship and all that, perfect. And I pulled in there and, and my parking spot was literally just, it was perfect. It was huge, it was, you could tell somebody probably been there before I got there, but man. I probably pulled in with your open trailer right where a stacker left, you're like, man, this is spacious. This is what I'm talking about, man, I got all the room I need. I could pull, I could park, literally, I probably could have parked the truck in front of my tow truck on the side of the trailer, in front of the trailer, <laughs> on the other side of the trailer, on the other side of the trailer. Don't matter. I could park wherever I wanted. And um, that was awesome. That was awesome. Um, but definitely there was a pretty big turnout there. Uh, I believe eight rounds probably won that race because when I went out, uh, I was at 16. There was eight cards left. That would have been the sixth round. So I'm thinking that's an eight-rounder uh, pretty good there. Um, Maybe. That gives you a that little context on how many cards was there. There you have it. And then there was more than that the day before. So. Yeah, I just counted it up, so that'd be four more, so it would have been nine. Nine. Nine rounds so, of the race. So that's yep, a turnout that's, for you. That's a real race. That's a turnout. <laughs> but, uh. George, let's uh, – so we we improvised here, uh, and uh, if you watched the uh, the first Mo Money video, whenever George first ran that new truck, you noticed that uh, he was talking about this thing called NHRA. Uh, Division three is where they do it, but they do this this race called the Super Quick Series, which is why George got that yellow hat on right now. And uh, he said he wanted to talk about that. And me and George have been around the Super Quick Series for a long time. We both grew up in Division three, and uh, I mean, George, we remember back whenever door cars, it was so it was hard to make power whenever we were little kids. Like we're talking, you know, 25 years ago now. But I mean, we're talking door cars used to have a two tenths brake. And then it got to the point where 
you give the door cars their 210 spray. Well, if they go 450, they're qualified in at 430. You can never be out qualified. Right. But this was back in the day, though, whenever the average door car, a fast door car, which is still fast to this day, but a fast, fast, like blazing fast door car was like 520s back then. So anyways, let's let's talk about this for those who don't know about uh, Jake super quick. So it's a really cool series. And I know that it's one that you've really liked for a really long time. And I know your your uncles follow it. Your cousin follows it uh, running all around our buddy, Chris Sullivan. Uh, he's doing real good in it right now. I, I would not be surprised whenever he first said this year that he's going to run super quick while well, I was like, well, there's one of your top five guys right there right competing there. for the championship for sure. Yep. And I think he's won one already too, if I'm not mistaken myself. Or I think the first one. <laughs> yep. I, he might've won gateway to be honest. Um, but yeah, the the Jack Super Quick series. It's it's a, of course, guys. It's a 450 index. You you can't go faster than 450, um, and it's a 32 car field. Um, so the majority of the cars that you're going to run into, minus maybe one one door car. I think it's Andy Camp uh, out there. Well, but his door car moves pretty good, so he's running 450. You know, he's going to be there. But so it's it's majority dragsters, but it's not it's not discriminatory against uh, against um, the the good old door cars. So if you've got a fast hot rod and you want to run some some index racing, the Jack Super Quick, uh, I do believe it's sponsored by Firecracker Performance uh, for the most part. So we have an affiliation with them as well. Um, to where Firecracker has been on the stream going bracket racing. We know Jeremiah Hall is a going bracket racing fan, and um, they put on that particular program. Um, but uh, index racing, um, and, and I guess I can't call it index racing, but you can't go faster than 450. Um, right. You don't have to dial 450, so it's not technically an index, but it, what it is is the 450 is the brake. So if you go 449 with a 9, then you're at the back of the pack. That's just like going an 8-something, you know. So, right. But it's to the point now where there are so many fast dragsters anymore, it can kind of almost be a limited – like a limited top dragster class where you only have to spend X amount of dollars because you don't need to go four O's because we all know that the cubic dollar is what it takes to get past about 450. Mm-hmm. Getting from five flat to 450 costs X amount of dollars. Getting from 450 to four flat, which is what you need to run to be able to run 610 in top dragster or faster, you probably got to run 380s or 70s to be yep. able to do that. Unless you're Danny Nelson and just have just 2,400 horsepower or something. But it takes X times four, 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 you know, like X to the millionth power to get that much faster. So you're tripling your program right there. Easy. Correct. For sure. Correct. And, uh, and so, but I've I've been wanting to talk about this series. You're seeing the emergence and I don't know why this is happening. It could be pandemic. It could be a multitude of things. Gas prices are going up. Um, you know, people are really beginning to flock to the Jags super quick series. I seen Bo Butner in Indy running Jack Super Quick. He actually won it, I do believe, um, in, in Indy. I think I saw uh, Hunter Patton won this this past weekend in Bowling Green. Yeah. Uh, at one, I guess that was a, a spectacular event. Uh, it was, it was, you know, you had your index, you had your your your, your uh, Super Comp, Super Gas. I do believe everybody was there for that race. But you're seeing a lot of racers begin to fall in Super Quick. I think they may have had 45 or 50 people try to go for. The super on a 32 car field, okay. So the bump ended up being 454 with like a five or a six or something. 32 cars. 32 cars worth of 454 with a six or seven to get into the program. So one, you got to haul the mail even to get in. I love it though because when it comes down to racing, everybody's going to be dialed so tight that you're basically running a, a bracket program with little to no head start. So I, I like it, I love it. Um, I'm wanting to know though, and, and kind of get your guys to take on it and go on bracket risk bands, please feel free to comment, YouTube, uh, Facebook, wherever you want to leave a comment. I, I want to begin to understand why Division Three seems to be the home only, the only home that I know of, of the Jake Super Quick series. Uh, and then at the same time, is it just because you guys don't know about it? Uh, because I can see that particular field being relevant in, in especially heading out west. 
Um, I know mm-hmm. that you said PDRA pretty much runs the South, you know, kind of the, the North Carolina, right. Carolina, Southeast for sure. But man, the Jet well, Super Quick Series could be could be pretty pretty good, especially in Texas. I mean, Super Quick Series, where right? Exactly, and I can tell you on your on your first thing you were talking about as far as the why is why is Super Quick kind of everybody's going back to Super Quick. That's where that's where they all started before NHRA had Top Dragster. Sure. All those guys were running that for the most part. That's why. That's why Division Three, everybody's so blazing fast. It's because they were already running super quick, and they've already got too fast for it 15 years ago, you know? Correct. And, uh, but the thing is, is that to run the Jake Super Quick series, it's more of a home track series. It's not like a uh, – you don't have to go like divisionals where you'll run a divisional at Gateway, and then your next closest one's either Kansas City or Joliet, you know? So it's like four or five hours away. I mean – you still travel within the super quick series, but it's not as far. Like you, I think you run you, back in the day. I don't really remember the tracks out there anymore. Cause it's been a long time since I've been around there. Uh, but I know when it, when ET raceway was in HRA back in the day, which is Lions, Indiana, I don't know what it's called now. Waggler maybe or something. I don't know if they still do it, but they had a super quick race there. They'd have one at Terre Haute. Uh, they have one at uh, gateway, obviously. Uh, they, I think, I don't know if they went all the way up to Joliet or not. Uh, they had one in, uh, where, where's Sullivan from? They have one by him. Uh, some of the B, Bunker Hill, maybe? Bunker Hill. I think he raced no, a lot at Cole, Coles County as well. I don't know if they ever had Central Jackson Illinois. Yeah. That's uh, Havana, I think, isn't it? Is it? Yep. Well, I know they have one at Havana. But they anyway, at least did at one uh, point. Right. So it's like it's it's all more of a condensed area. You don't have to run all over the place to do all this big time stuff. And like we said in the very beginning, it limits the amount of money that you actually have to spend on your racing program because it's substantially. First of all, it's harder on everything to run quarter mile, no matter what you have, because you're running twice as far, twice as hard. You're a full pull the entire way. But the thing is, is it's like, what was the indie bump was like 629 in top dragster. Right. I mean, that's probably, I mean, that's, that's gotta be three nineties, you know? So, Correct. I mean, you're talking half a second faster. I mean, that's nuts. Correct. So, um, man, what, what I think is, is that I think that a lot of, a lot of areas could really benefit from that. It is another aspect or another class that you can run in conjunction with, your super pro, your bracket program, your your this, that, and another. And I actually think that, I mean, we're talking 450s here, so that's not going to be a slouch. Most of those cars are going to be capable of running in the 440s, and so you're going to get an element of speed that may even attract a little bit more spectator. Um, honestly, I think that definitely would help the tracks make a little bit more money. You host the Super Quick Series. Uh, generally speaking, there's going to be uh, an NHRA crew there to prep the track. Normally, the track's always pretty tight for a Jag super quick. Um, but, yeah, I was raised in it. I mean, my old man's been the bridesmaid in that particular point series, I think, two or three times. Um, and uh, has won a Wally or two out of out of the super quick series. So, um, definitely, you compete for a Wally every time you race. Um, I know a lot of people who would love to have a Wally on their mantle, but don't quite have the means to go and get it from an NHRA event. Well, that JX Super Quick gives you that gives you that ability. Not only that, the the bracket program. If you're running the bracket program and you just so happen to be at a JX Super Quick event, well, guess what? They're going to give you a Wally too. So yeah, they run them in conjunction with their National Dragster Challenge a lot of times. And what's cool is it's like you just said. What it is, you run all your normal classes, and then Super Quick is supplementary to that. And what we always would do would be try to get in the Super Quick field, and then you can run your regular eighth-mile bracket program or quarter-mile, whatever it is, also. So now you get to race twice. Good for you, because in the the Midwest, double entering isn't really a thing in the Midwest. Correct. The Southeast... That's all there is. Everybody's double out here. Correct. And on the other side of that, if you entered the Jack Superkick race, I told you there were 50 guys who went for it. Well, 18 guys didn't make it. Guess what happened mm-hmm. to those 18 guys? They got rolled into the bracket program, and it was automatic. You don't pay an extra fee. You just go race the bracket program because you didn't make the Superkick program. It's just something else, another wrinkle that you can add into your bra- into the bracket racing program at your local track. So, um 
I, I really, I, I'm forecasting it here. You heard it here first on the Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel. Eventually, the Jags Super Quick Series is going to spread. I can even see the the champions or the top three of each division, even if you have to go more than that to fill a 32-car field, top 10, top 8, doesn't matter. 8 sounds a little bit more feasible since 8 times 4 is 32, but taking the top 8 from each Jags Super Quick Series, wherever it may be, and having one Jags Super Quick race at a certain location, kind of like an ET Bracket Finals, but a Jags Super right. Quick uh, All-Stars Final or All-Stars Shootout. Um, you heard it here first. It's coming. I almost smell it. Uh, that Jack Superquick is going to move even outside of, of Division Three. And heck of a job, Division Three. You guys have been putting that on for a long time, and it's just about time that people started to pick up on that and do the same thing. And here's a uh, here's something also that we mentioned earlier that we kind of just bypassed, George. What's Hunter Patton doing over there? What's he What's he doing, George? Is he Is he trying to get in the NHRA game? Because I mean, realistically, if you think about it, what's how old's Hunter? Maybe like twenty five, maybe. I, I don't guess. even know. That's a guess. I but, don't know. But I noticed by his name, it says he lives in Indiana now, which makes me think he's going to chase some NHRA stuff. I mean, realistically, at Hunter's age, he's accomplished everything anyone can imagine accomplishing throughout a bracket racing career at this point, other than winning one of the real millions um, or the, the OG million for, for, you know, sure. Um, while we're on that, but is Hunter Patton trying to go the Dave Connolly route and go run pro stock, maybe try to get noticed out there. Cause I mean, his resume is fine it as speaks, far as uh, meeting somebody. It speaks for itself. And uh, it would be smart of old Hunter. And we haven't talked to him, by the way, guys. We're not we're not saying we've spoken to Hunter Patton, but uh, there's a, a certain Bo Butner that's running super quick right now, who's not running pro stock. That doesn't mean Bo Butner doesn't have a Jim pro Butner stock car. Auto Group. Do you saw on that on his car? Didn't you? <laughs> saw that. So it's like, okay, maybe old Hunter is getting getting his shot at the big go. Which kudos to you, brother. Kudos. Hey, man, a lot it's, of I'll tell you what. My favorite pro stock driver when he was running was Connolly. You know why? Because he's one of us, Same. just like Jake. You know, yep. he's one of us. Yep. And if Hunter gets to run pro stock, that's about the only way you're going to catch me being able to start watching the pros again is if I have someone like Hunter to listen to, you know, or to, to watch, I mean. But I like uh, Hunter, if you're listening, you want to come on here and tell us what you think, uh, what you're doing over there, what your game plan is. Come on, come man. On. Come on, man. We, we don't bite. None, neither do our fans. So trust me, you'll be you'll be well welcomed. Uh, it could be the world's best kept secret. And if we need to be quiet about it because we're right, you can just send us you know a message to the Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel. You guys are right, but hush up. And we won't say anything out of you know won't say anything about it again. But but uh, it was good to see you win that. I think I saw something about you saying you get a monkey off the back off your back, which makes me wonder: was that your first wallet? And uh, that's pretty sweet, man, if it is. So um, certainly, Casey, it's going to happen. Uh, Jack Super Creek is going to spread. Hunter Patton may be on to something. All of that kind of goes together. So, Who knows, man? I would man. I would like to see him in one if, if he has the opportunity. I would definitely love to see somebody like that in one and see how he – because we saw that uh, – what was that practice tree challenge that Luke and Jed and everybody was against all those pro drivers? Like pros, pros, ended uh, up winning pros or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, all of the, uh, the Joes, you know, like I said, Corey Galletti won the whole thing. He's a Joe. Right. But, uh, but anyways, uh, I mean, I would just like to see what they could do in a pro stock car, just letting go. Like, I mean, they're used to doing it. So yeah, they're doing it with their foot, but at the same time, I mean, I, I just really feel like, any good bracket racer, I think, would could get used to pro stock really quick. Without question, without question. So, um, and again, the format of it is bracket racing itself. So, definitely something I would say is uh, it's, it's, it's going to grow, man. I don't. I, I can say it's all blue in the face. Uh, hopefully, you guys can see it coming. I know you you've probably never even been able to watch watch Jag Super Quick. I know there's some some links on YouTube. If you just type in Super Quick, you'll find some Super Quick racing. So. Um, but no, man, what else we got going on today? I know we got some, we can just talk about whatever. If you guys got some things you'd like to hear about or want to question, feel free and chime in. Um, definitely, uh, as, as we said in the beginning there, we had a, 
old hot rod uh, set to come on in here, and and uh, we'll get him here for you. It's just a little bit of bad timing there, speedy recovery uh, for anybody that you might know, uh, Rodney Dare, and uh, we'll see you soon uh, um, on the Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel. What else we got, Casey? Man, the uh, well, first of all. First of all, we need to uh, we need to talk about that bottom bowl bash that we got uh, going on over at Beacon Dragway uh, on I think it's the seventeenth through the twentieth. Man, five ten and a five for three hundred dollars, getting some round money in there. Uh, just nice down home, small track, but uh, you footbreakers are actually getting shown some love over there. That's that's going to be a really good one to go to. That was actually one that we want to talk about with Hot Rod because I wonder. I think he's generally from from that at least in the vicinity. I, I think he's in I don't know if he's in Tennessee or, or where exactly he's at, but uh I don't think he's terribly far and I'd be interested to know if old Hot Rod's going over there or not. Yeah. So, which I guess we'll ask him next week. Sure. I'm gonna slide that flyer in, guys. I know you've seen it before. Uh as we've had it on here once or twice before here. This race is uh definitely one that is going to be uh, very, very good. Um, the, I mean, I've, I've said it a few times now. This flyer has a lot of thought process put into it. They put a lot of love into this thought process. Uh, and, and at the same time, they thought about you when they made it, uh, especially the bottom bulbers. Um, this is going to be a very good race. It's going to be on Motor Mania TV, I do believe, is who's broadcasting it. I'm, I'm looking to make sure it's right. but um, That is right. Motor Mania right. TV, definitely going to have it live for you. I'm, I'm going to bet that uh, Fast Finch is going to be there, you know what I mean, and uh, and definitely going to be bringing us some live video footage from his in-car views uh, um, during the racing, uh, during the racing, which is pretty cool about that. We'll get more into that next week, but uh, certainly if you're in the area, hit this race. Uh, what do you say, Casey? How many cars are you going to have? Let's put some numbers out there. I'd have to assume there's going to be a good car count, man. I, I, I mean... It's just a good deal, especially if you pre-entered, because if you pre-entered, it was only $250 to run that 510 and a 5 with round money, where you basically get to third round all the days and you get your money back. But the coolest part about that whole deal was if you pre-entered and you and you bought one entry, if you show up at the gate and you're like, man, I'm feeling a little frisky, I think I'm going to get me another entry, he said he'll give you that one at 250 also because you pre-entered. So... I mean, I just feel like there's going to be a whole lot of a whole lot of doubling because it's cheap, you know. Indeed, indeed. I, I'm going to have to say minus doubles, you know. Um, I guess I'll leave double entries into it. I bet you they're going to put 400 cars plus down the track. I would say so. Yeah, and and a lot of people, you know, guys. Again, here at the Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel, uh, my pockets aren't very deep. Okay, I can't afford to do certain things, and this particular type of race is structured to meet my pocket. If I were in the area, I would find a way to make the S10 into a bottom bulb car. I already have a fast disconnect Pro Cube bracket from uh, BRG. Uh, he's already uh, fixed me up to where I can make a fast disconnect and put my delay box on a trailer, uh, trailer plug or something, and just pull that bad boy out of there, and off we go, right? But uh, definitely this type of racing is something I think we're going to see a lot more of. Uh, it is very appealing cost-wise and then location-wise. If you're anywhere near this race, you can't go wrong entering. So uh, I don't care if you got to get go to, to Hertz or Enterprise and rent a car to be able to run some bottom bulb. You need to be, you need to be here. This is going to be one. Do it. Brett Kepner style, man. Brett Kepner's won just as many races as anybody with those rental cars. So, I right. mean, Mr. Dirt, go look, go look back on that. He hasn't, uh, I mean, he hasn't done that, I don't think, for quite a while. But uh, Brett Kepner, man, he's uh, everybody knows who Brett Kepner is. If you don't, just type his name in Google, and you'll never run out of stuff to read that is written or involves Brett Kepner in some way. But there's a series that he was doing for a while called Mr. Dirt, and what he would do is he shows up flies in, does whatever his, you know, NHRA or IHRA stuff is at the time. And then he goes and gets his rental car, goes to some local track and races. And he wanted to prove that you could compete because that's what bracket racing is structured for, that anybody could compete in anything. And I think there for a while, he was actually running top bulb stuff too in that rental car with gotcha. my old delay box. Wow. Wow. 
that's a good thing about no box though. You guys, uh, you guys have an advantage. You can run both shows each weekend. Uh, we've talked about that a few times. And so, if you guys are, are for sure in the pro class and, and you want to run some 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 no box, hey, head on out to that race. It's gonna be a good one. I uh, got a comment over here from Cody Newman, our friend from Canada. Looks like uh, they're starting to lift some restrictions out there for you guys, and I'm I'm glad for you. I'm very happy to say. Cody says opening weekend for Lustville Dragway is this weekend coming up. So gonna get some Canadian some Canadian uh, get get back out on the racetrack. Uh, I think I saw Brandon was doing something over from Bracket Life. I'm not for sure where he was, but I think he might have got out this past weekend. And I think, I think they had he's quite going. A turnout too. I I don't think that it was last weekend. I think this weekend is his first uh, race. But I mean, well, I mean, just by themselves, they're four cars already. You right. know? So their their trailer is packed, man. I've never seen a trailer that packed. Go look at Bracket Life Brand's last video and uh, tell me if you've seen a uh, a stacker trailer that's that packed. If there's one one team that needs a stacker trailer, it's their team because they have them just. So, so in there, man. I thought that that tire was going to drag along the sidewall of the trailer, but nope, it didn't. Sure, it's hitting, man. So, nope, nope. I bet you that's where Cody's headed, though. Brandon Barker's probably going to be at Lustville as well. I almost guarantee that. It's a race going on, and they're going to they're gonna do what they can to get there. Uh, especially, especially if you got any type of cabin fever, which I'm sure you guys do, being on lockdown until now. Cody, if you're still listening, man, are the borders back open yet? Just curious. Thought I'd ask especially with July 1st coming up here pretty soon, the July weekend. Uh, I know you guys like to run at um, US 131 for the big for the big race uh, that Kyle Riley puts on at uh, SFG. And uh, it's a perfect segue into another race that's going down this weekend that will slide the flyer Starting in on tomorrow. Uh, Starting tomorrow. It, does it start tomorrow, Kyle's race? Uh, I think it starts the second. I think there's, is, a, there's, tomorrow, there's parking. Let's get this bad boy up here and we'll find out. I think parking might be starting tomorrow. Uh, Wednesday looks like there's parking. Thursday looks like is whenever uh, there's going to be some things going on. Okay. Yep. So there's a race Thursday. It's an entry for $150 to run for $25,000. See, I'd be in that with George. That's how guys like you and me can actually afford to run for twenty five grand. Because I can't spend $500 on an entry fee, but if I could spend $150 on it, I could just take a long weekend at work, try to run that. If I do any good, then I can enter the big race. And if not, well, I'm already in. I'll just hang out with my buddies. You know, all, all of us have paid one hundred dollars to enter a five grander. Am I wrong? Mm -hmm. You mean yeah. to tell me nope. you're not going to pay another fifty bucks to run for twenty-five thousand dollars three times the amount? Kevin Talbot over here said uh, the border is still closed, unfortunately. Gotcha. Got another one. Aaron's in the in the chat here. Aaron Schreiber. He says Cedar Falls is having a 4K shootout on Wednesday night as well. Um, man, that there is something going on Wednesday, but it's being put on by Cedar Falls. I better get on the phone okay. call my old man. He might want. He's going, so he might want to be there for that. I think he's leaving Wednesday. But 4K shootout. That's Cedar Falls putting on the race. So you heard it here, guys. If you're heading to that race. You know, there's there's something to do when you, if you get there. That's right. The beauty of uh, the old man being retired is uh, he going. might be able to, if he's loaded already, he might just be able to go tomorrow. Oh, yeah, he's going. If I give him a call, he might he might mess around and take off. It is? Oh, I'm leaving right now. And just jump in the car and yep. get there. I think he's six hours out, six hours to see the ball there. So, um, But, yeah, nope, that flyer looks good. You guys will be racing all weekend. I'll be watching all weekend, of course, uh, with Motor Mania. Uh, Man, we'll talk about you guys, Motor Mania, until we're blue in the face. If you ever want to sponsor a couple of cars, a couple of good guys, you know, George, Casey, go on Bracket Racing YouTube channel, we're always looking for a good sponsor. A good sponsor. Uh, Aaron says it's a 64 car shootout, and I'm pretty sure that's going to be full. I'm pretty sure for four grand, they're going to they're going to fill that up. I bet it, I'm going to guess it's probably 150 dollars to enter it. I'd have to guess. That's probably a good guess, I think, for a 64 cars um, come. So, yeah, um, I don't know what the math would be on that. Are they are they only paying it out the top? So I don't know. Uh, Aaron, of course, he's in here. Maybe Aaron, if you if you can hear us there, uh, are they paying out the, to the top, or is it you know what's what's going on? They're probably paying back a little ways, I'd say. It's like but, four and one, and you know, paying it paying a purse, or are they only paying the winner? 
Oh, wait. <laughs> I think the shootout filled up today rather quickly. Never mind. <laughs> Told you it was going to fill. It, Unsurprising. Fill. Not surprised. <laughs> but uh, 64 cars doesn't take very long to run down the track. It would be who of you to show up on a Wednesday. I, I don't doubt Cedar Falls has in their back, back, back pocket a green to this 64 car shootout. Like here in Texas, uh, and this is something that I think is going to become more relevant too. And we can take more time on this. I'm just going to briefly brush across this. Races inside of a race. Um, a lot of times you lose first or second round. You've lost your buyback. Second round, you're going to hear a call. Super Pro Green or Super Pro whatever color. And they're going to run another race. So you have the ability to enter yet another race if you're still not left in the regular program. Half those racers might even enter that. I don't know if it's restricted to to only people who are not entered in the main event, but hey, that, I like that. Uh, Ardmore does it Saturday, so I like that. That is something that we were talking about on the phone <clears throat> the other day because we've been we've been wondering all winter. We we kept wondering what is what is it? Uh, <clears throat> I30. Their flyer says Super Pro Red and Super Pro Green, and we're like, what is this? And XRP we never knew. Too. XRP does it. Yep. Maybe that was maybe Extreme. that was the one. But anyway, we were talking about this the other day in in just a general conversation of if you are running points, right? Like you're having your normal weekly race, your points program or whatever. I don't think that if you have to buy back, I don't think you should be able to earn any more points going forward because you should have been out of the race. So what I think they should do is they should have your regular points race and then at uh, second round or third round or whatever, you start a separate race, like is which is what they do, and you just say, okay, there's no buybacks in this race. You make whatever the buyback price is, you know, make it make it that, and let the second race have buybacks. The track will actually make more money because you're effectively everybody's going to get in the second chance race because everybody would have bought back, and then you have buybacks on top of that. You figure at least half of those guys are still going to buy back in that after at that point. So the track will make more money. You can have a lower purse in that category or whatever. But then that first race is no buyback, period. And that's all points. And the other that, one is not. That That's interesting. That's interesting. Because buying back into the race and still getting points is interesting. It's very interesting. Uh, I do like the thought process. I, I don't know if it's ever going to change to that type of a structure. Simply because it's if it ain't broke, don't fix it is what they're going to think. Uh, but it definitely will give the ability to make. Uh, we got to keep our home tracks going. I don't care what home track it is. We got to keep them going. And if they're running two races or a race inside of a race, um, restricting buybacks in the main event would be the great way to do it, especially for points, because then you can turn around and do buybacks on the second race. That's perfect to me. Uh, the only thing that I would caution is um, time. How long will it take you to run? Uh, one race and then have another race coming up right behind it. That seems well, like it would make a lot of these races for weekend for regular Saturdays generally start around two. So I think mm -hmm. that you're going to have to begin to start opening the race up at around 11. Uh, get get your time runs done by noon to where you can start eliminations by one or two, uh, and then you'll have a better a better shot at finishing the program before three in the morning. If you know what I mean? And it, and it might not even be doable due to curfews. You Like, I know there's several tracks out here that on Sundays you can't fire the cars until noon because yeah. of church and stuff like that. Right. Um, but nevertheless, my point stands still about the uh, – if you – like, no matter what, if you change your program or not, I don't think you should be able to earn points if you have to buy back. I think you should get your first-round points, and you can buy back still. And you can still run the race, or you can win the whole race, but I don't think you should get points from there on out because technically it's about the point season is about consistency. And if a guy can consistently get to like fifth or sixth round, he should be higher in the points than a guy that comes out, uses first round as another time run, and then legs it out because he's got the wallet where it doesn't affect him. He can just go by back. Now he's got effectively an extra time run and, uh, and you know, whatever that whatever that's worth but i i don't really think there's an argument for getting points after you've bought back i don't really think anybody could make a valid argument if you can then go ahead and uh and put them in the comments section and we'll see what you guys have to say but um i just don't see how there could be an argument for that really i don't i don't either um I definitely, I like it, and there's enough change there. At the same time, 
you lost the first round and you're number one in points. You really shouldn't be penalized to have to just sit out, but you shouldn't get any more points. But you right. can be a headhunter. I like the aspect of it. Oh, number one in points is out, but he's still out there. You know, he might not be yeah. able to gain any more points, but he can still take your head off and protect his lead. Um, and he so, can still chase you up there. He can, he can still you. try to chase you up there. Yep. I like. I do like it. I think it adds another element of competition to the game. Uh, and we'll be curious to see if that actually uh, transpires. Um, but I do like the thought process. And at the same time, I do think at the same time, that the, the, if you have enough money, you're basically buying that second time run anyway and a points race. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, now we got Jerry Barnfield in here. Jerry, what's going on? Welcome to the show. A long time uh, friend. I don't know what. He just texted me something. He's, this is his text to me. This is what Jerry does. He says, figuring something out, something is a timestamp serial data reading my hand above an ultrasonic sensor. So if any of you out there think that you're smarter than Jerry Bonifield, you're all wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, that's what he does for fun. I mean, this guy, this, that guy should be tuning pro stock cars, George. Don't you agree? You definitely. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, it would probably behoove whoever is ahead of um, – pro stock tuning and things of that nature to begin at least teaching him how to tune a pro stock car because I think that you would turn, um, you might make another professor, Warren Johnson. is one guy that I think of who's just extremely smart at the game. Uh, you might you might find one in a Jerry Bonfield, and, and I'm not just saying that just because he's my friend either, uh, but you know how that goes. So I think you're right. I think you would be on to something. I wish I had enough money to find out. Uh, had a pro stock sitting out here just called Jerry. Jerry, come on, man. Let me, let me see what you can do. Maybe the mad scientist could be reinvented hey, there. No questions asked. That dude, if he would ever get involved in some way, which you'd, you'd have to have the wallet to do it, but <laughs> that guy would thrive in competition eliminator. It's, says, it's unbelievable. He says, shut your hole, holy. That's figuring out your data logger. I'm making you, LOL. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that tells you right there, does it not? He's... He's making a data logger. He called me on the phone the other day, and I was telling him, I was like, I said, man, I'm having shock issues with the back of my, with, with the Nova. And I'm like, man, it's spinning. I don't understand how this car's spinning, and that one isn't. It's faster than mine, blah, blah, blah. And my other car is faster than this one, and it isn't spinning, and stuff like that. And I'm talking to him, and we talked for a little bit, and then I think he, he got some food or something, and then he randomly calls me later. He goes, I'm just gonna build you a data logger, and it's like, how do how do you even do that? Well, he knows. None of the rest of us know, but he knows evidently. So I guess he's building some kind of G meter and all this stuff to determine is what I think I'm feeling, what I'm feeling, and huh. when am I feeling it? Huh. So it's super interesting. Uh-huh. Hey, Champ says over here. Champ's racing says easy now, Casey. Craig needs at least one buyback every once in a while <laughs> to keep the six round lead at Glock. Yeah. <laughs> so Brian, I guess somebody's running off with it. Oh yeah, I think we've only had two points races over there, and Brandon Lane is in the lead. He's like twenty-one in points, and the next guy is like seventeen. Because I mean, he just dominated the first points race. I think he was still doubled at like five or three or something like that, and then the next day he went real deep too. So I mean, that dude, he's he's tearing him up. I just if he consistently can get to like fourth round for the rest of the year, I just don't really see people catching him. Catching him, yeah. No, no, that's what he said. He's saying he's got to have at least one buyback. So you 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 got to be careful. <laughs> he might be listening. Yep. To this case. <laughs> hey, we all need him. We all need him. Maybe he'll take it easy on me for 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 shouting him out. Maybe I need I need him to take it easy on me. Right. <laughs> no, man, but. No, but there's a lot going on this weekend, and uh, certainly if you guys got anything else you want to hear about, as always, give us a shout over at the Going Bracket Racing YouTube Facebook page. We get some comments in there every now and then. We'll get we'll get those shows out to you guys as well uh, as you're you're uh, commenting and wanting to see some things. But uh, oh, Casey, what other subjects we got, man? We're uh, we're coming up on an hour. We got about ten minutes left though. Uh, well, I did look into, uh, we were talking about how the PDRA elite top dragster and top sportsman works because we were trying to determine like, is Jake super quick, a viable, uh, 
option for the Southeast because Southeast is like kind of the king of fast everything um, as far as a whole goes. Um, but so the elite top drag stream, top sportsman fields, the way they work is they have elite, which is 16 cars, but if they have 24 cars show up, and this is for top drag stream and top sportsman, if I didn't say that already, I can't remember. Um, if they have 24 cars, then it's always going to be 16 for the elite field. The fastest 16 are always in elite. I think they run for like five grand to win or something. But as long as there's at least 24 cars, they'll run an eight car regular field. You know, you're just a nobody, you know, <laughs> only only ran 389 or something, you know. Right. But uh, I, I think you still run for three grand in that. Uh, I don't know if that particular number, I'm sure it steps up for the number of cars that are in it. But at tw if there's 29 total cars, then you get a 16. 42 you get a 32 and if there's 64 cars you get a 48 regular field to accompany the elite field and i know the other day i think was the first time ever that the elite top sportsman field everyone was in the 390s or faster so so it is very beneficial if you're going to go to a pdra top sportsman for them to have this second field because it guarantees you can still race you know and a car I mean, George, this is a real deal thing. I think there's a car that went 4-0, like 4-0-0 with a 2. It didn't qualify for elite. So you put that type of car in regular Super Pro, and he's probably at a disadvantage because he's trying to kill it and just get down here real quick. I mean, think about it. Him slowing that car down, if he has the ability to, him going slow would be 420s, you know? And he's still going to be just insanely faster than all the rest of these cars and yep. you probably can't see out of the car as well because he's probably sitting in the back seat probably got a hood scoop this tall you know and so, so. I, I don't know I'm, I'm thinking that though i think it had jack super quick has a home in the southeast i still think at the same time that some of the pdra cars will actually run super quick as well especially those cars who are spraying they, they, they can run the 440s but they got a spray to get into the O's and threes, and they can just turn the spray off and go racing with that particular car and still have a good time. So I, I think it's there. I think with a little bit of coordination uh, by either uh, NHRA or, or PDRA that you can find a way to stagger your races to where you don't kind of take from one another. Um, but at the same time, PDRA is its own sanctioning body, as I said on the phone there. NHRA is its own sanctioning body. It, it, there kind of needs to be something for the NHRA to show for. The only other thing is how many NHRA tracks are actually in the Southeast. There's a lot of IHRA well, tracks out there. Um, and that's that a very big, good point. That's a very good point because I think, obviously, Galat's NHRA. I don't know if, v, if VGMP, Virginia Motorsports Park, I don't. I think they're in HRA. Uh, and then maybe Rockingham is in HRA. I can't remember. I think they've flip-flopped a few times going back and forth. But you're right. It's That's probably a, a – that's probably exactly right. There's simply not enough NHRA tracks out here. It's almost all IHRA out here. And it's I'm about not sure. Time. I think it's Darlington's this, IHRA. This is 2021, and this is just my thought process, okay? Don't, don't take it anywhere. Don't take it personal. Anybody who likes IHRA over NHRA or PDRA over everybody, uh, I like everybody all the same. When are we going to get to a point to where the IHRA, the NHRA, and the PDRA, and the ADRL, and all the other, whoever's still going, I don't even know if ADRL still runs anymore, but when are we going to get to a point to where you're, you're, you're sanctioned so we can run a program there regardless? I understand it's a business. I understand, yeah, this track is an IHRA track, but why can't an NHRA track or an NHRA event be run at an IHRA track? There needs to be some type of a... Uh, because it's too expensive for these tracks to, to be able to run both. So you got to have some type of a buffer. Um, just a thought. Anybody who has a comment on it, maybe you know more than what I know on the subject, feel free to chime in. But I really would like to see one day where we have, yes, you could still be separate sanctioning bodies, but share each other's tracks. Because that's going to make it to where we can have races everywhere. Uh, you're not going to have the, the, the problem of coming to an, an NHRA track but you like to race in your cowboy boots and you're not going to have a problem. Um, <laughs> one day I'd like to see it happen. I don't know if it ever will, but one day. I think the uh, the main issue there 
which after I say this, you're probably going to be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense because mm-hmm. you being involved with insurance and everything, it's the insurance policies because NHRA has their own insurance policy, and I'm sure IHRA does as well, and AHRA, and so on and so on. And I think that's why they have to stick with the sanctioning body because that was the main thing that got NHRA going way back in like, what is it, the 40s or the 50s or whatever, because Wally Parks landed an actual insurance deal uh, for a sanctioning body and everybody was blanketed under that. Yeah, but at the same time, insurance is manipulated. It's able to be manipulated. Uh, manipulated, mm-hmm. I can't talk. But, so I think that there is an insurance product that can be created to suit the needs of both. Um, it, number one, you're, you're doing the same exact thing anyway. So. Insurance-wise, if somebody says, okay, we want to share this track, can you guys create us an insurance with a certain stop loss or a certain this and that and other that we can use for both bodies? There's not going to be an insurance company that's going to say, no, we can't do it, especially if they're already giving an insurance to the both of you in the first place. You know what I mean? Let's be honest. The same insurance company is probably backing both both sanctioned bodies in the first place. So. Probably. Where it is, yeah, that's probably the large. I guarantee you're right about that, to be honest. But it's well, and you probably, well, yeah, and and by what you just said, also, some of these big time, like big time tracks, like the Gateways or the Virginia Motorsports Parks or the Darlingtons, or like like the big tracks, like uh, maybe not Darlington. I, I I feel like Darlington seems big. I've never been there yet to see what it's like. It's but size. I don't know if there. it's like a gateway. It's it is size. big. Yeah. But, but I mean, these huge tracks like Bristol and stuff like that, like their insurance policy is going to insure that track. They don't care what NHRA's policy is because I'm sure theirs is just as beefy as anybody's. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. At least we got to get to the point to where an NHRA track, uh, if, if there's a big bracket race going on at, at said track, we at least need to be able to allow some IHRA rules to come inside. That way you can have gateway international raceway host or worldwide technology host one of the larger uh, bracket racing events and and not have to worry about sanctioned body um right so i don't know man i think i think there's a way to do it all it's going to take is a, a few meetings of the minds and uh you can really see drag racing as a whole take off if, if it happens you really can i can see it myself so um no man uh, I don't know. Uh, what's going on, Lorenzo Martin? He's coming in from North Carolina Bracket Racing page. If you haven't gone over there and hit like on his page, it's definitely uh, definitely going to be worth your while if you're in the southeast. He does a good job of, number one, he'll tell you happy birthday. If, if all else fails, he's going to at least acknowledge you on your birthday. And then on top of that, he's going to tell you about the racing that's going on in your area. So head over to that page and uh, give him a like. And glad to uh, got to say also glad to see old Lorenzo's okay man because he got into a little uh, fender bender there. little yeah fender bender with his uh, with his SUV there so we're glad you're okay man and uh, we're glad uh, glad you stay on top of all that stuff in the North Carolina bracket racing uh, Facebook page you always know what's uh, what's going on and you you just reference that and he'll tell you where you need to go that weekend. No, I heard that man. Uh, I think I think uh, King of King of the Crown or Western Washington's race is actually coming up King too. Of the that King of the Creek is that this weekend as well? I think it is. I think it, that's somewhere up by Loose Change up there. I'm pretty sure um, in Virginia or Maryland, maybe. I thought so. And, yeah, and so if you got something going on here in that area, there's another race that's going to be up there. It's also televised by Motor Mania. So. Man, I don't know how much work I'm going to get done Friday. I'm telling you that right now. It's going to be a lot of drag racing going on and uh, something to watch. I may try. I don't know. I haven't talked to the wife yet, but I think I saw something going on on our tour on Sunday. Don't put it past. Oh, George, load up the old truck and come on back out there, you guys, over at Ardmore uh, Dragway. Uh, but, um, of course, that will be me bringing the little ones and the wife. And, and um, you know, I don't know if I'm quite ready for that yet, but uh, I'll do what I got to do to get to a racetrack. So, <laughs> What do we got for closing, Casey? Coming up on that one-hour mark, as we always do. I just want to uh, want to say hey to uh, Ed Torrance. Haven't talked to him yet here uh, in the chat, but uh, he said Darlington's huge. He's been going there since the 70s, so he agrees with you on that. But, uh, no, man, I'd say other than that, we're sorry. Like we said, supposed to have Rodney Fincham on tonight. 
Uh, don't worry. We're going to have them on next week, next Tuesday. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel. We got like 1,800 people on Facebook, and then we got like 500 and something on YouTube. We need you to come over here and hit that subscribe button on YouTube, and it'll always notify you. It's a lot better at notifying you than Facebook does. Uh, there's, there's a lot of people that miss our live shows on Facebook because it doesn't ding them, but your phone will actually ding on YouTube. Uh, it seems like a lot better. We just... Facebook seems like has problems with the live. Um, but anyways, hit that subscribe button. We'll bring Rodney Fincham to you next week. You definitely don't want to miss it. That dude's probably one of the most entertaining people you'll ever meet or see on your cell phone or this show or whatever. I mean, I talked to him on the phone a little bit earlier, and uh, he's exactly who you think he is from his shows, man. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure it'll be an entertaining one. Definitely, guys. And as always, uh, don't forget about the races going on, the upcoming events. If you've got an event that you'd like us to promote or just to get out and talk about, uh, certainly send us the flyer. Uh, if you got a product that you want to showcase and you just don't have the platform to do it, we'll share ours with you. Okay, so uh, certainly get in contact with uh, the Going Bracket Racing YouTube uh, channel or the Facebook page, either one. Leave a message. We'll be, uh, we'll be glad to, uh, to talk about it with you and see if we can't get you taken care of. Uh, but for now, let's look at those flyers again and and pay a little tribute to our uh, to our sponsors and our our, our affiliates and and uh, we'll get that TSR giveaway going back out uh, probably uh, probably next week uh, maybe during the middle of the week we might come on and and give a and give another drawing there so thanks for tuning in guys we will see you next Tuesday hope you have a good one.